0: This is the Ad Hero Podcast. The podcast that reveals marketing tips, trends, and techniques by industry experts, insiders, and influencers. For years, AdSymbol has helped businesses develop and launch campaigns to amplify their message, establish authority, and earn their lion's share of the market. This podcast will help you design and supercharge your plan to make an impact with valuable lessons you can apply in your business today. To get more information or start now, Visit AdSymbol.com. That's A-D-S-E-M-B-L-E.com. Let's get started.
1: Welcome to the Ad Hero Podcast. That was a damn good sip, by the way. <laughs> Brought to you by AdSymbol. My name is Gio Giovanni. And I'm
0: Matthew Livieri.
1: And we are your personal ad heroes.
0: On today's show, we are talking about why businesses fail. Big deal. Big deal going on with businesses failing everywhere. We hate seeing it. And we believe we've identified three things that have routinely seen businesses fail. And uh, these three things are done over and over again. And that's why the businesses that are doing them are failing. And we're going to be calling those things out today to help you avoid these bear traps. But before we get into all that, first, we got to give a shout out to our sponsor, SunVision Display.
1: SunVision Display signs are an exciting new development for the digital signage industry. Using reflective color LCD technology, SunVision Display signs are both sunlight readable, even in direct sunlight, and ultra low power. They actually use up to 95% less power than high brightness LCDs and LED signs.
0: They offer full HD resolution in 16.7 million colors and come in a 32-inch size with a 43-inch size coming soon. Definitely check them out if you're on the market for outdoor digital signage, especially for a sunny location. Visit their website at www.sunvisiondisplay.com or find them on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Yeah.
1: Okay. Let's jump into the A block. All right. Um, for those of you who, you know, aren't sh- uh, having your own Netflix account, uh, you'll this story, and you know what? I, I am too. Uh, but this goes for you and for all of us. Bingers, beware. With password sharing as pervasive as it is, nearly four out of ten people surveyed by Lending Tree say they use a streaming login and password that's not theirs. Netflix is testing a crackdown on freeloaders. The test, according to Variety, is occurring in several countries and only on TV devices as streaming competition increases. This could be a viable way for Netflix to boost revenue
0: if they aren't already rich as they are. Is it a is it a viable way for Netflix to boost revenue or could it actually result in people kind of turning on Netflix? Okay, so I I, when I read this article, two things came into my mind. That thought right there that people could actually maybe get like PO'd at Netflix. Oh,
1: yeah. And then that's been brought up around the net. Yeah.
0: And the other thing is, what about families who legitimately all chip in to pay for the Netflix subscription? Mm-hmm.
1: So, for the families, what they're going to be doing. No, is... but I'm
0: talking about a family that's like oh. living in two different households. Oh, two
1: households. Okay. And
0: they legitimately each chip in to pay for the Netflix subscription. Oh, Okay, what about that.
1: See uh, that was why uh, shouldn't
0: that family be allowed to both have access to Netflix in two different houses? Maybe they live down the street from one another. Maybe they live across the state.
1: But let's address the elephant in the room. You know that, like Netflix was very generous with giving out or not having a blockage on logins, even though it seemed like that they were going to. But it also noticed that, Everyone just keeps sharing the login. They just keep sharing it. And it's like no one wants to get an account. And accounts used to be less than 10 bucks. Now they're like, what, 15? I, I think don't. it's like $15, 14 or $15. Right. Yeah. Um, so look, I
0: think. I wouldn't know because I share my. <laughs> not just joking. Joking. <laughs> joking. Reed, you know what, I, Reed I, I Hastings, not, I'm joking.
1: I, I barely use Netflix anymore. I mean, a few shows. I like the, all these other streaming services, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I, it, like like I said, I mean, I get it. This is a, a big problem with these streaming services. Um, but I would, if I'm Netflix, I would be very cautionary how I proceed with this because you could inadvertently start a pretty big backlash of people saying, you know, Screw Netflix, let's 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 jump on the HBO Max tip. Let's get on Disney Plus. Now there's Paramount Plus. And while we're on the subject of streaming services, can I just op- give an open challenge to the people that are creating the names for these services? Can you guys please come up with anything other than the word plus?
1: Yeah, I've noticed that too. Okay. Why? Why are it they doing is,
0: that? It, it makes no sense. I mean, it I guess it makes sense to a degree, but like, okay, Disney Plus, the most creative that paramount could come up with is paramount plus like seriously <laughs> <laughs> i was at your house
1: and i saw that
0: because right. didn't paramount least, Well at plus at least,
1: used to be something else
0: i don't know i don't know but at least hbo is hbo max I guess that's somewhat. That's like a creative. That's kind of like a plus. It, well, it's like it's like they dipped synonyms for plus, and the word max came up, and the HBO guys were like, "We got it, we got to yeah, wear. Yeah. Um, and then and then <laughs> I, and then at least the NBC guys came up with the Peacock Network. Yeah, that's something I mean it's totally something different, unique,
1: and 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 now that one you can actually pay for.
0: Well, and then there's ESPN Plus. Don't ESPN Plus, that. yes, right. Okay, and and anyways. And, oh, and there's Hulu Plus now, too? Holy I thought, th- I thought
1: there always was. Well, I don't know. Okay, but right. but, but real quick, though. Mm. Streaming services are now outpacing regular cable and television oh, yeah. for yeah. the cost. You could be spending $150 a month,
0: which is... You mean, to clarify, you mean if you individually sign up for ESPN Correct. Plus, Hulu Plus, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus... HBO Max. You do all those. All that. You look at your bill, you're like... Holy shit! I could just be doing regular cable instead, right? That's but, interesting. I but, did not know that.
1: But let me throw this out at, at you. See, this is another reason why I wanted to bring this up. Uh, oh, there's
0: also Discovery Plus now.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: That. That's right. Yeah. That's,
1: again, another plus. Uh, what, in your opinion, though? Okay, it's 150 dollars, and there's all this original programming because you there is no distribution. There, there, there I don't know if that's on. Uh, intentional, but you know how like shows would get distributed mm-hmm. uh, throughout other channels. Yes, yeah, it's called syndication. Syndication. Mm-hmm. But there really isn't, that really doesn't happen anymore. So if like, if you want to watch like, let's say the Snyder cut of Justice League, you have to buy HBO Max. If you want to buy, or if you want to watch um, uh, Cobra Kai, you have to get Netflix. Right. So, and all this good programming. There's so much popular programming. There's at least three top shows on every uh, platform, and they're all worth watching. So for $150, is it worth it? Like, that's actually not, to me, that's not that bad.
0: Why don't we ask our listening audience? We're starting to get a huge amount of, of uh, comments, likes, engagement on social media. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate you. Um, give us a shout. Let us know. Is, is, is signing up for all of these streaming services better than just getting a regular cable package? Let us know. Yeah. Hit us up on social media. Where, where can people hit us up on?
1: Uh, at AdSymbol. Uh, they can also uh, go to the YouTube page and uh, leave a comment and on the, the uh, clip below.
0: And are you also on the anchor page.
1: Oh yeah, and the anchor page as well. In fact, if, well. You
0: leave, if you leave us a voice a, voicemail, a voicemail on the anchor page, we'll, we'll play it. We'll play it here on air.
1: Yes, we will.
0: Like try us. Seriously, <laughs> test, test us out.
1: And we also still have the uh, packages that we'll, we'll send out to them as well.
0: Oh, yeah, we have care packages. That's right. Love our care packages. All right, what's okay. number two on the list?
1: How much bigger will Amazon become? Okay, let's address another elephant in the room. According to Forbes Magazine, the first Amazon fresh store opened to the public in Los Angeles in September. Store number 11 opened Thursday, and Amazon is working on at least 28 more from Philadelphia to the Sacramento suburbs. The company is also testing the Just Walk Out cashless shopping technology created for its Go Convenience stores at an Amazon Fresh location in Illinois. I like to address that really quick because in our neck of the woods in the Bay Area, the South Bay Area, there's one store that does that. It's a tiny little store and no one ever talks about it. And why don't we have that in the heart of Silicon Valley where there's technology everywhere?
0: (laughs) Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Uh, well, there actually, I believe there actually is an Amazon. No, that's a bookstore at an uh, upsale shopping center called Santana Row here in San Francisco Bay Area. But that, I think that's a bookstore. That's not one <clears> of these <throat> fresh grocery stores. I think the point of this story is, I mean, Amazon is becoming pretty much the most pervasive business in the I think even more so than Apple. I mean Apple got Apple got to us with the iPhone. Okay, and most people have an iPhone in their pocket. I don't know, maybe eighty, ninety percent market share. Wow. Nine eight or eight or nine out of ten people have an iPhone. So Apple really got to us with, with that. Okay. But you have Amazon Alexa in your home, which I have in my entire house, controls my lighting, everything. I love it. I actually love it.
1: Wow. It's
0: great. Now you have these stores where you can just walk in, pick up food, and just walk out, and it automatically like, t- connects it to you know your account so it knows how to charge you, how much money, whatever. Mm. Um, obviously, you have AWS, which is like server farms that the biggest corporations in the world use for their server data, uh, their user data and everything else. So you have Amazon. They got their, like, tentacles in that (laughs) they got their tentacles in your home with the ring thing that's like the camera on your front door so they see who's walking up you got obviously you have their amazon.com delivery all kinds of things being sent to you and now these grocery stores and if i'm not mistaken they're also working on public transportation and stuff for outer space and you didn't even mention amazon prime didn't even mention amazon prime so my (laughs) i guess the point is is this something that people are going to welcome or are they going to be afraid of? Is this getting too out of hand? I think it's another question for the social media channels, but Gino real quick, what's your hot take on it? Is it getting out of hand or are these places is what Amazon doing? Is it just really convenient and it's helping people and Hey, if it helps you out and you like it more power to you, what do you say?
1: Yeah, it definitely helps out. Uh, And I'm look, I'm all about capitalism, but at the same time there comes the antitrust laws and all that kind of stuff and, and, and monopolies and, These tech giants, all of them, all the big tech giants, they they got to get broken up. It's 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 too much. Google, Amazon, uh, Facebook. How much more power? How much more products can will the United States government allow them to have and not have any kind of oversight?
0: Right. Well, maybe a discussion for a uh, your your other. Uh, podcast, Just the Facts, which I would encourage people to go check out. Thank part, you. Part of the uh, Gino Giovanni Presents Network. Love supporting your stuff over there. Uh, but yeah, definitely it's a question uh, to ask and have a discussion around. So we'll have to wait and see. But for now, uh, we'll just have to leave it to that. There you go. <clears throat> let's let's wrap up the A Block with um, some movie, movie news, which we like to do, especially as it pertains to the DC and Marvel Universe. Zack Snyder... Has confirmed in a recent interview with the DC Cinematic cast that his four hour cut of the film, The Justice League, will not affect storylines taking place in the rest of the DC universe. And, uh, Gino, why do you think it's important that he went out of his way to make this comment? Uh,
1: There is a lot of importance nowadays when it comes to film continuity. Um, Marvel Studios has been a fantastic player in the game, uh, pretty much redefined continuity when it comes to movies. And a lot of other studios, including Warner Brothers, which owns DC uh, Universe or the DCEU, or whatever they want to keep renaming it. And A lot of other studios tried this whole cinematic universe out. There was the MonsterVerse uh, with Universal and a few other places. And for some reason, they just didn't work. So uh, I think that from what I understand from uh, excerpts and, and so forth, Zack Snyder sounds like he just wants to just do his cut and just kind of be done with it. He hasn't signed on to any other extra movies. He's not talking about doing other movies. He, I think, just felt like, okay, l- let me just do my cut, my version, finish what I started after the tragedy that he uh, took place, and then let's move forward. And, uh, you know, there's not too much continuity in the DC universe anyway. Uh, I I remember hearing that the Aquaman movie actually wrapped up before the Justice League movie. And there was a little bit of, like, uncontinuity. I can't remember recall what exactly it was. But, yeah, that was basically it. Um, And then going forward, uh, Warner Brothers has decided to either make one-offs like the Joker or like this new Batman coming up. Uh, but then also just not keep things like so much in continuity, like a whole big universe, have a more standalone film. So another Aquaman movie would come out. Uh, I mean, they've been there's been like five different directors for the Flash movie. You know, Ezra Miller's like choking some woman out every time or something like that. Uh, it, it, it's just one thing after another when it comes to Warner Brothers. And, and they couldn't get their feet together. But now it sounds like they can. The uh, Warner Brothers is making a lot of money off of the, these movies. They're like in the billions of dollars range, not counting The Last Wonder Woman because of COVID. So that's my take on it. Okay, and, and, and I,
0: I would I would totally agree with everything you just stated there. It, to me, the only thing I can maybe add to that is there's, pr- there's already a lot of buzz and excitement around the release of this film for fans of the DCU, and I feel this was Zack Snyder's way of kind of like calming everyone down, like, all right, everyone just kind of chill. Like, this is just me kind of putting a bow tie on something I didn't get to previously finish, don't get your hopes up that there's going to be all these like spin off movies or continuations of this story. But I wish there was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Stranger things have happened. I mean, the fans did rally around bringing back Daredevil. Yeah. In fact, they used outdoor advertising to help. Usher it back in. That's right. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. But I think Zack Snyder just really wants to kind of calm everyone's nerves and be like, "Hey, listen, you know, like it is what it is." Um, very uh, anyone who's actually ever read a really good comic book, they they always have um, kind of one-off comics where it's, it was like a, like a certain storyline and it's oh, yeah. just confined to that particular book. No other uh, comic book that you would pick up of that same character or characters might ever even reference that situation. So I think it's his way of saying like, this is like a one-off deal. Let me just kind of put a bow tie on this for my own personal sake. It's going to be a kick-ass film. But don't get your hopes up that it's going to like spiderweb off into anything else.
1: But what would be cool, and I haven't read this, but I know of it, is that if this Snyder Cut, this is my own thoughts, is that if it could be like the new 52 and just kind of branch off into like the new, uh, what's it called, multiverse, wow. and then start something else. You Maybe. Know? We'll, have,
0: <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. That's a wrap for the A Block. Now let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Let's go to the B Block. All right. So why are businesses failing? That is the topic of the day of this episode. Uh, We believe there are distinct patterns in failure. And if you can avoid doing these three specific things, you will be more likely to succeed in your business. All right. Um, So I think what would be really kind of cool is just kind of Mention these three things, high level, but then we're gonna kind of dive a little bit deep into each one of them to really help you understand um, where these things kind of come from. So number one is um, avoid uh, you why are businesses failing? You need to number one, you need to know who your target audience is and why. Mm. All right. So if you don't, you're gonna fail. You need to be committed to your marketing and advertising. As it is connected to a bigger plan, a bigger vision, specifically for what you're going to do with the people who become interested in your products and services as a result of that marketing and advertising. All right. So if you don't know why you're doing that, you're going to fail. And number three, you need to measure everything and be committed to constant optimization. So let's go back to number one. Um, and let's spend just a couple of minutes on each one of these here, Gino, um, to really help our listening audience. And, and, and it's funny because Gino and I, um, go obviously through this every day. go through this every day in the company that we work with, uh, in called Adsemble. It's the digital advertising, uh, digital out of home advertising marketplace, opendisplay.com. We've mentioned that website numerous times where you can, uh, book your own billboard ad. Uh, Okay. But in order for us to have success in that business, we had to struggle and go through these things. And so this episode for us really kind of hits near and dear, close to the heart, because we had to experience all these hardships and, and overcome them in order to kind of turn the corner, if you will, especially after last year with COVID um, and, and have success. So we wanted to make this particular episode to kind of speak to these things and help you out um, in case you have blinders on and you don't even realize that you are just walking straight into you know the sawmill with these. So the first thing is, is knowing who your target audience is and why. We've come across more businesses out there who can't even articulate who their target customer is or why that's their target customer. Hmm. All right? So Gino, could you maybe... Um, it's totally impromptu, but do you happen to know any uh business businesses that you've met? Obviously you don't say their real name, but just you know, something where, where they, they could not even tell you who their target customer is or why that was their target customer.
1: Oh yeah, I've I've met a bunch of them.
0: So give give our listening audience a little taste of what what is a reaction that you have when you maybe ask that question and they can't tell you who they're their target customer is
1: and 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 by the way i'm gonna put a little disc, disclaimer for myself here um by no means am i trying to make fun absolutely not it's 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 just hey look this is all learning this
0: is all learning we're all here to help and grow
1: right exactly and 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 the information taken should be like look you check your ego at the door and and you take down notes and you use this to, for your business basically you um but yeah like i i've called up uh uh potential clients before and you know they're interested in the product and and look I get it if you don't know much about business if you don't know much about marketing that's what we're here for that's why you're listening to this show so it, 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 you're, you're you're kind of getting the um meat and potatoes of everything when you're talking to everybody and you're finding out information and then Maybe you're trying to get some kind of other information because you're not sure where this person is going. And then finally, they're just like, okay, well, who's your target audience? And then they're like, I don't know. Hmm. You know, I mean, some might know, like, okay, well, it's just the people in my neighborhood. Oh, okay, that's good, fine. Uh, you know, it's simple as that. And then you start to dive in and find out more, like who who their their audience is. But yeah, there's a bunch of people who have these startups and have these big dreams,
0: but they don't know who they're actually
1: catering are catering towards.
0: And that's so that's you nailed it on the head. That's so important to define that. All right, and to a deeper extent, the more precise you can define that, yes, the better you'll be. Okay? And why? Because your marketing and advertising expense will go down if you can be more pinpointed on where you're going to spend money to reach this person and or I'll this add, group of people.
1: And I'll add one thing, and this is kind of a surprise for anybody, especially who really dive into the analytics of the uh marketing you could be marketing towards uh you know certain groups or or, or certain areas or markets and then you just stumble upon a uh, particular demographic that you had no clue that they were going to be attracted to your uh uh product and maybe it's because of algorithms of advertising online
0: uh, that's a great point that is a really good point actually you might write down a target audience you think is your target audience. And then you come to discover that there's a whole separate group of people that are actually your real customer base or another customer base. So you definitely want to start with something, right? right? Sit down with a blank piece of paper and just start putting down, you know, what does your target customer look like? What is it a male? Is it a female? Do they have a college degree? Do they have a high school diploma? Do they live in a certain part of the country Are do they have a certain spending limit? How much For, they make a year? How much they make a year? Why do you think that they would like your product or service? Can they afford it? And then where can you find these people? Right. So critical to do. And it ducttails into number two. You need to be committed to your marketing, advertising as it's connected to this bigger plan of what you're going to do with the people interested in your products and services once they engage with your marketing and advertising. Okay, so let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. So if you've successfully done number one and you've actually identified who your target audience is, automatically out of the gate, you're saving money because you're only going to have to spend money on marketing and advertising in places that will be seen by those folks, by the by that target audience. But now let's say your marketing and advertising actually starts working, as it should. Right. And those people start calling you up. Do you actually have a game plan what to do with these people? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, Gino, let me have you comment on that now. Now, now, as a as another layer to people that you've personally come into contact with, maybe they knew who their target audience was, but they didn't have a damn CRM or anything in place to collect these people's data. And they certainly didn't have a set of questions, qualifying questions like an MRI, which is... You know, minimum required information, you know, who's the decision maker, when do they want to start this process, what's their budget. They didn't even have core questions set up to ask these people when these people called them up. So consequently, the people got just walked away, didn't spend any money with the business. Have you had that experience?
1: Yes. Uh, you know, it's like I'll start out with this. Like the information is out there. It's just that people don't know where to begin. Wow. Wow. And, and that that is Mic so drop. common. Mic drop. That is so common when it comes to marketing. And, and you know... <laughs> Subscribing to this podcast
0: is a good first step.
1: <laughs> it is a good step, actually. It starts somewhere. Right. Uh, you know, and and uh, a thought just occurred... Well, two, two thoughts occurred to me. One, this kind of reminds me of the last uh, story in the A block, actually, because if you think about it, when... Put in here, connected to an overall plan. That's like connected to an overall universe, and you want to keep everything in continuity. So think of think if you're a fan of like let's just say Marvel Studios, and everything's in continuity. Well, with you, should have your market in continuity. There you go. <laughs> hey. You should be analyzing it Absolutely. constantly, almost. Absolutely. But see that, that that that's another thing too. Is that it? It you know it's it's <laughs> as much as I love marketing. When I talk to some like higher ups that are in marketing that know way more than I do, it's just like okay, okay, do you really need to be crunching all these numbers, man? Like, do you really need to be diving that much into it? Because look, I just just give me the overall. Just give me the overall. You know, just 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 something I could just kind of chew on and then kind of figure out from there. Uh, But then there's some people that just don't know where to begin, and then there's a bunch of uh, jobs that are actually sales jobs, but they disguise them as marketing. And there's no marketing in there whatsoever right. other than talking to people.
0: But uh, to, to elaborate on that a little bit, when the, when the lead comes in, yeah. someone, see, someone from your target audience and you don't have a basic set of questions to ask them to see if they're qualified to buy. Right. You got the processes. Processes. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah. Okay. So how many businesses do you come across that have zero processes in place? For success, when that person starts calling them up
1: on a on a monthly basis, uh, almost none.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, because a lot of the businesses I talk to are startups, s- small businesses. Oh, oh,
0: so what you're saying is none of them have a process in place, right? Okay, right. That's what they're lacking,
1: right? Because okay. it, it, it it it's it's the and and again, I'm, we're not making fun, we're not downgrading or anything like that. Sure. It's just that a lot of you know they always say. What uh, most businesses fail. Most businesses don't go past seven years or some crazy thing like, or the first year, whatever it was. And I think this is one of the things is that they don't have a market plan in place. They don't know the first thing of of marketing and it's really not that big of a deal. You just have to understand where you want to go and how you're going to do it. Just be organized. Basically.
0: Think of it like a funnel. Yes. The top of the funnel you have an idea about who you want to call you up to order your product or your service or purchase something from you. So you spend money, targeted marketing, advertising money to get awareness to that group of people. When they come into your funnel, you need to be prepared and ready to qualify them to actually see if they're real buyers or not. Because a lot of people are gonna walk into the store, just wanna look around, and then they might leave the store. You gotta be able to separate the buyers from the looky lose. Tell your
1: sunglass story real quick.
0: Sure. Yeah. So famous story I like to tell here uh, at Adsemble in relation to this concept. And I, there's no particular rhyme or reason why I came up with this at all. But I was sitting outside one day and I observed a sunglasses store in a very busy, high-traffic mall. And I observed many people walking into that store and many people at within... Once they walk into the store... Some of the people walk in and they immediately turn around and walk right out. Other people walk in and they stay in the store for a little while and they try on sunglasses, but they don't buy. They also walk out. And then you have a smaller amount of people who walk in, try on a few pairs of sunglasses and actually purchase one of the pairs of sunglasses. Okay, so I share this story with the team here as an illustration to say, When you run a tech startup and you sell an online product on a website, it's no different. You could have a lot of people hitting that website who's your quote-unquote target audience. Some of them just want to check it out. Maybe they even make an account, but they don't spend money. That would represent the people who walked into the sunglasses store and just immediately left. Right. Other people might start the, the process of booking your online service or buying your online product. They even go so far as to fill out the order form, and they get all the way down to the end, but they don't click that final <laughs> checkout button for whatever reason. Okay. Hey, I've done it. I've done it too. We've all done it. Yeah. Those are the people who try on sunglasses, but they put them back and they left. And then you have the people who actually filled out the form. They click the checkout button. They paid for it. They swipe their credit card, whatever the deal is. Okay, that represents the, the full customer who tried on the sunglasses and bought them. Now, what are you doing with all three of those kinds of people? If you're running a business, you need to know. So you need to have a process in place for each one of those different types of people. Okay, that's the, that's the takeaway from that, right? And you also need to have a process in place for the people who bought, purchased from you, how are you gonna retain them? Right. To get them keep to spend more thing. and keep buying more sunglasses. In my example, Keeping here, right? Returning customer. So that ducktails into point number three. You need to measure everything and commit to constant optimization. All right. Hundred percent. If you are investing in marketing and advertising in month A, January, let's say, some certain amount of folks are gonna respond to that investment. How many of them did you convert into customers? Did you make your money back on the advertising you spent? Did you get a bunch of signups, but none of them actually like finished the checkout process? All of these things are super important to look at on a regular basis. And then as you start spotting trends, you need to immediately commit to optimizing against those trends to getting better and better. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm
1: sorry, but no, like, I, I mean, I don't know what else to say about that other than
0: (laughs) I guess, I I guess maybe the question is, I guess the question is really, I mean, if you are not, you're just basically throwing money away. I mean, that I, I mean, it's just to me, I'm, I'm someone who's very disciplined and driven from a standpoint of measurement and optimization. So like in the fitness, if I go to the gym for a month and I can put up a bench press of like 150 pounds then the next month i want to try to get 165 pounds right the next month after that 185 all the way up to 200 whatever like you measure your measurements right why i just it always it's always curious to me why business owners do not do the same whether you're selling internet software or pizzas Why aren't you constantly optimizing and figuring out what works and making it better?
1: Well, here's a thing uh, that just popped in my mind. Okay. Like you run a small business, you count your register at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. You, you, you count inventory. Why aren't you counting your people?
0: There you go. There you go. Exactly. And to that extent, you know, how, why aren't you looking at uh, like from every lens, from every facet, how you can make yourself better. Okay, so these are the three things that we see time and again from personal connections, friends, family, people that have started businesses, why those businesses have gone out of business. All right, because we survived COVID. Yeah. So, you know, you can't really make these excuses like, well, I was taken out by COVID. No, you needed to pivot is what you needed to do. But in order to successfully pivot, you need to know who your target audience is. Our target audience changed. During COVID, right, we do a heavy amount of advertising work with entertainment, sporting events, sports teams, stuff like that. Entertainment venues,
1: mid-sized businesses, that all went
0: away during COVID. There was no stadium events, there was no gatherings, there was none of that. Okay, but there was still other things taking place that required advertising.
1: Oh, we had some startups and some with some straight hustlers behind it. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> we I had did. a bunch of parents that wanted to wish their kids that a too. happy graduation. Yeah, so we quickly mobilized and got on that. Then there was a big election. We quickly mobilized and got on election campaigns mm-hmm. with politicians. Okay. So if you know very precisely who your target audience is and why, you can, you can pivot. You can adjust in situations to survive. And I think that's the key. Yeah. So why don't we uh, wrap it up in the C block okay. with some final thoughts. Let's hit the C block. <coughs> All right, Gino. So today we talked a lot about why businesses fail and three things that they can do to avoid that failure. Knowing who their target audience is and why. Being committed to a marketing advertising plan as as it's connected to a bigger vision, specifically what you're going to do with these people once you get a hold of them. And measuring everything and committing to constant optimization. Do you have any other thoughts on those three things and how they're interconnected and how maybe somebody listening to this right now can take away that information and like help their business
1: yeah i mean like call me a nerd but like (laughs) you got to be able to uh count and uh, mob, for, you know, for your mobilizing of your of your business, uh, in order to progress and keep moving forward. Like I said earlier, you know, it, you count your register, you count your inventory. Why aren't you counting your people? Uh, it's it, it's it's something that is critical in understanding when you get to those points, uh, and, it, and it happens in business where like things are just. You know you don't understand what happened so you have to look at the numbers you have to understand like why aren't people coming in why are why are these numbers so low why you know like this is all about the analytics this is all about uh, uh, your your organization of your business and where you can fall back on so you can understand trends and uh, kind of like the introduction of our show, how we always talk about that yeah. with, with trends and everything. Um, it, it, just just be organized.. There it is. That's really what it is. Just just be organized and you'll be fine. You don't need to have some MBA in marketing. It helps, but you know just just start being
0: organized. Start with these three things and then let us know on social media. talk to us, let us know if these, Correcting these three things If you're not doing These three things How correcting them are Is helping your business Gina where can people Reach out to us To uh, Find us On social media Talk with us Tell us if these tips Are helping them out
1: Alright so Follow us online Through social media At Ad symbol That's A-D-S-E-M-B-L-E And check out Our sponsors Sun Vision Display On all their social media As well Absolutely on our YouTube page give us a like subscribe and hit that notification bell to be notified about all future The Ad Hero podcast premieres and as always don't forget to leave a comment or a question below and let us know your thoughts for inquiries and more information about outdoor advertising visit our site adsymbol.com find The Ad Hero podcast on all major platforms for podcasting Thank you for tuning in to the Ad Hero Podcast. My name is Gio Giovanni.
0: And I'm Matthew Livieri.
1: Signing out. Want to advertise big and build massive brand authority at the same time? Good. It's easier than you think. Open Display by AdSymbol lets you advertise on digital billboards nationwide. Just go to opendisplay.com for a free account to get started. Want to advertise big and build massive brand authority at the same time? Good. It's easier than you think. Open Display by Adsemble lets you advertise on digital billboards nationwide. Just go to opendisplay.com for a free account to get started.